one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. <laughs> and Eddie Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by Mark Bukowski, who is a PR guru. And we he spoke is. about James Henderson's interview. Jordan Henderson. James Henderson. Honestly, it's been, <laughs> James a, Henderson. It's been a long time. No, I don't even know a James Henderson. <laughs> Jordan Henderson's interview yeah. uh, with the guys from The Athletic and whether it was a wise move or not, uh, I think we probably feel it wasn't. Uh, well, all, we also had a chat with Jamie Carragher. We did. He was on good, good form. Uh, good to chat to Jamie. Yep. Uh, he was on good form. And we had a conversation, Andy, as always. We did, yeah. And we had the... Clips of the month. So you happy with all that? I'm very happy with that. I should just say we're recording another of our podcast extras for yeah. Apple, Apple listeners. If you're interested, get on it if you can. It's free to try, and if you like it, it's then two ninety nine a month for two extra podcasts. One which is all Andy's fluff that he never gets through on the show, which some of it's quite mad, and the other one is a kind of deep dive into a particular aspects of uh, clips over the years. And I think we're doing Beaky today. Mm. And uh, the producer tells us it, it was a rich seam. So um, if you like some great old clips and a slightly deeper dive than usual, plus um, some weird and wonderful stuff from Andy's uh, book and all his cuttings, then go along to wherever you get. It's only on Apple. So where you get your Apple podcast, just click on the extra podcast uh, on the, on Apple and uh, yeah, give it a try if you like it. Two ninety nine a month. But anyway, this is today's podcast. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. I'm looking at our screens on YouTube, and you left your seat to try and make your headphones work. Yeah, I did. Do you want me to sort of well, waffle work. on? Well, what's happened to them? Are they? Have you tried plugging them they in? They are plugged. You tried turning on and off. Nothing's happening. Have you tried turning the volume up? Oh, don't worry about it, Nan. <laughs> have, turn the not volume me. up. Turn, it's not me. Turn is the it? volume up, Nan. It's them. I'm not what? Nan. The producer's Shush. coming. He's ducking. He's really going to be on TV otherwise. Anyway, we'll get. It's a minor blip. We'll get this. We'll get I think this. Your through. ageist attitude is why people look. Look at me dismissively. <laughs> Probably not that do think, reason. Do you think people look at you dismissively? Oh, I'd say so. No, I don't think so. I think, you know, this, you're wise, Andy. You're oh, venerable wise. and wise. John reckons they're working. Let's have a listen. Yeah. No? Oh, yeah, there they are. That's it. Yeah, yeah. As I said, they're, they're, that little volume, just the 20 odd years, <laughs> that little volume thing you turn volume. up and... Been a loose connection. Yeah, and it's funny. When you when you go round Nan's, though, <laughs> and she says the computer's brace, never going to work here, and you so just harsh. turn it on, then you hear the old... Startup windows. Would you start Nan up. be wearing a Lakers? No, Andy, you're looking classic. You're looking good today. You know, everybody. <laughs> hopefully, if they get a chance to watch Winning Time, <laughs> yeah. story of the Lakers. Oh, I love that show. It's a good show. Uh, brilliant. 
TV show, great sports mm. drama. And uh, yeah, you're, is that a, is that a, a vintage Lakers or? It is. It's it's by Mitchell and Ness. They're called Hardwood Classics. Oh yes, yeah. they're yeah. reproductions of old vintage. A bit pricey, I'd say. But yeah, there you yeah. go. Beautiful. Uh, Very nice. It was good that they put out that Howard Webb show uh, a day earlier than advertised. Thanks very yeah, much. What I know. that for? That did seem odd, didn't it? Well, we're going to speak to Mr VAR, Dale Johnson, later on. He'll tell us why, because, I mean, I don't know, it was an appointment to view. We were all couldn't wait to I watch it. it was going to be we? tonight. Um, anyway, it was some interesting stuff hmm. appeared, and we will be discussing that. So quite a lot of it has, has popped up on social media, so uh, we'll be chatting about that. Now, you wouldn't expect Pope Francis or Joey Barton to appear in the same sentence, would you? In general, N- not generally. <laughs> no. I mean, we know Pope Francis likes his football, doesn't he? But <laughs> nothing to do with football. Pope Francis has done a Joey Barton by praising mass murderer Genghis Khan. Hey, <laughs> I know. Apparently, uh, Bristol Rovers boss is a bit of a fan. So Genghis Khan got a very bad reputation, yeah. not unlike myself. But he was quite innovative in a lot Mark of things. He in his corner, Genghis Khan, <laughs> to give him better PR. Well, the Pope praised him as well. So anyway, they've been linked together. Okay, you didn't expect that to happen. Do you think they sort of WhatsApp about <laughs> the, the upside again? <laughs> You think, uh, yeah, it's it, it, Joey goes, Oi, yeah. Franny, yes, yeah. Joey, how are you doing, mate? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you saw history, to, another pop at Genghis, Genghis Khan. Getting a bad Genghis rap. getting a bad rap. When are people going to realize that he was all right? It's brilliant, isn't it? Seems it? unlikely, doesn't it? That they uh, they chat together. I was thinking the other day, I didn't mean to mention this on Monday when I was listening to Mike Dean. Yeah, you know, they always only bring the referee in when on a matter of refereeing, and you think to yourself. They do know about football as well. They've had the best view for 20 years of all these great players. They've been nearer to anybody else, but, you know, unless you're playing with them. And yet they never say, what did you think of that shot, Michael? Wasn't that a great goal? Mike Dean's take on a... I I think he knows quite a lot about it. Yeah, but I mean, is it is it more valid know. than Clinton Morrison, who played hundreds of Premier League football Probably matches? Not. <laughs> I've no Would idea. Would you just like to see a job swap one week then, <laughs> yeah. where Clinton does all the refereeing stuff and he's bluffing because well. he doesn't really know the laws, and Mike just pontificates about a fantastic yeah, finish? Okay, I get that. well, that's an. Yeah. I had an idea earlier on. I, I, mm. It was quite depressing, really. I can't believe I'm still looking at the transfer gossip. Columns. Oh, for There's sake. absolutely no point for Brizio Hawksby. Yeah, one of the, <laughs> That's right. And yet, sadly, um, yeah, um, there was a story today suggesting oh, that yeah. Manchester City could be in the market for a new striker. Oh yeah. Uh, would you uh, care to guess who that striker is? Harry Kane. No, it's Evan Ferguson. Here we go. Oh come on. That's just, that's see that's getting to the point of being unfair. And it uh, made me. And I mean, but uh, where would he play? What, no, they, in a two with Holland. Iron News apparently. Um, they claim that uh, that Pep feels that he could play alongside Harlem. But that's getting to the stage of it just not being fair. I mean, if you want to act like a four year old, yeah. say that's not fair. I so if you've got if he if they snap him up. That would be ridiculous, uh, wouldn't it? And it just struck me, maybe we should decide on the players that teams can sign in the way that we do fantasy football. Hmm. So you have a pot of money. Yeah. I mean, you have a, if you're, you know, you have a bigger pot of money if you're Manchester City than, say, Luton, hmm. but you still have a pot of money. And we've all sat there and said, well, I'll have Ferguson and Harland up front. Yeah. But I, can't, I haven't got enough money, have I? So I can't do that because they are both 150 million pound players. So I can't do that. So, I mean, and otherwise you have to fill him with a really duff left back. I don't think also you don't want. City generally, apart from Jack Grealish, don't tend to pay massive fees 
than Brighton would want like 150. He is, he is going to be 150 million. Oh, pound yeah, 150 player, million pound player. I don't want Chelsea to get anywhere that, near him. Where'd you get that quality? <laughs> well, I, I not saw, that he isn't great, but I just stopped giving Brighton money. Our old mate Julian Laron um, was posting a picture today. This is a story that passed me by. Apparently, it, it's been about for a couple of weeks, but uh, PSG are um, hmm. are going to be opening a shop. In Oxford Street in London. Like I said, so, yeah, they'll be selling American sweets within they will. six months. You'll be able, I mean, it's going to go there. But what would that? What's the point? Well, I mean, tourists, it's, I suppose, it's your global brand, yeah, of course. And they've got players like is Mbappe. It, is it? Well, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I suppose so. I went to the one in Paris. I thought it was really unimpressive, which is full of Neymar shirts. I'd like to think they'd be in Oxford Street. They will have a little section of American candy. So it'd be nice to be able to pop in and get <laughs> some Junior Mints and a Julian Draxler <laughs> shirt, wouldn't it? Really? It'd be there? nice. But I don't know, it just seems like a, a hmm. really odd idea. But obviously, Jules is very much looking forward to it as a PSG fan. But um, it did strike me it would be a lot of fun if hmm. Brighton opened a club shop at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> it's, yeah. All right. Honestly, That'd be laughing st- we're a laughing stock. That, that would be very funny. It's funny. It's, I was watching Gary Neville's soccer. I just caught a little bit last yeah. night with Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Yeah. Talk, I think it's an old one, but he was talking about his time at Chelsea. What a player he was. And then with yeah. Good Johnson, we had two great strikers. How can I don't get how you get become a director of football and don't know that, that you yeah. don't know that you need a bloke that can score a brilliant goal from nothing. Yeah. Hasselbank was incredible. It would it would be great if um Howard Webb and uh, Michael Owen did a show that was like historic. If if only mm. VAR were around then. Oh, that's some good, of those yeah. quite terrible decisions mm. over the years so they could say how could you get that so wrong? Oh, you mentioned Jimmy Floyd, and you beat us three-two once at Tottenham, and I was up the mm. end where you got, I think, your winning penalty to win it three-two. And honestly, Jimmy Floyd Asselbank was Norman Wisdom. He fell over his own feet, but of course, his immediate reaction was to turn around and look at the ref who gave a penalty. It'd be great to see what Howard Webb and Michael Owen made of that. Be fantastic. Oh, I'd say it was a penalty. Yeah, of course. I'm sure you. I'm sure you would. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, mm. yes, yeah, so we, have, we had another thought as well today. We've got clips of the month uh, coming up a little bit later oh, yeah, on. this is funny. And, <laughs> and we started, I think Jamie Carragher is on, and Jamie's favourite clip, we might play it for him as a bit of a treat for coming yeah. on today. We, he, he loves the Bob Monkhouse, Alan Brazil clip. And I know it, you've heard it a million times, but yeah. hopefully you still enjoy it. And yeah, it should give Jamie a chuckle. So we might play it for him. But we had this wonderful idea mm. that suddenly we try and get into the clips, all of the clips with this massive database. Yeah. Yeah. and they won't work and we're thinking somebody hacked the system can't get into it mm. and then we realise Alan's had a week off <laughs> so we've Alan's gone home he's taught himself to have to work all the equipment yeah, it's really good and he's gone in <laughs> to every clip yeah. and he's righted it he's with re- a new he's voiceover he's reworked it <laughs> so um, so instead of saying how is Bob's health at the moment Gary he says I was really sad here, Bob had died, Gary. <laughs> anyway, thanks for coming on today, 9.15. And it'll all be there. Yeah, yeah. And he said, anyway, we're going to talk Greek football now with George Akapopoulos from Eleftheria. Hello, George, how are you? So you lose yeah, yeah. none of that. Hello, I do struggle it's with It's 9.32, Greek. Tiger after his ball on the yeah. left-hand side, yeah. that's it. All the classic <laughs> clips of uh, Alan Brazil. <laughs> 
Yeah, would mm. be would be completely redone. He'd ruin it for. We wouldn't have one Alan Brazil clip because he'd revoice a lot of them. <laughs> he'd have to revoice new ones. Yeah, I mean that does work on the basis that Alan A is that bothered, which he isn't. <laughs> no, and B that he'd take a week off to do it, which he wouldn't. No, and C more that he could work the equipment to do <laughs> no, that. None of it's going to happen. None of that. None of that is going to happen. So until it does, we we will raid the archive. But anyway, we will raid the more recent archive for you because we're going to bring you the clips of the month. Uh, at around three o'clock today. A few favourites from August. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sports. Um, Henry Winter, the Chief Football Correspondent for The Times, was on breakfast this morning talking about the Jordan Henderson interview. And presenter of our new Sunday morning. Oh, yeah, of course. And not forget, Talk Sports' very own these days of a Sunday with Sean Custis. And. Um, talking about the Jordan Henderson interview by The Athletic, and uh, this is what he had to say about it. We all like Jordan Henderson. He's a really likeable individual, fantastic servant for England, 77 caps over 13 years, Premier League, Champions League, with Liverpool, great servant for Liverpool on and off the field. You know, we've all done events with Jordan Henderson where he's been going into hospitals, working with food banks, whatever. I mean, he's a there is a conscience there, yeah. but this his reputation has changed overnight by taking this step because of the hypocrisy of people who have been pointing out wearing the rainbow laces and now going to a country and saying he's going to sort of, you know, effectively abide by their, their rules, their mores. Um, and, you know, in a country where homosexuality is criminalised, also taking us for fools by saying he hasn't gone there for money football fans aren't stupid they know he's gone there for for the money that was henry winter on breakfast um mark bukowski is a pr expert and he joins us now hey mark afternoon it's interesting isn't it i mean obviously Mm. he would have thought long and hard jordan before uh doing this um and i'm sure people around him would have advised him one way or the other but ultimately they decided to, uh, to do it it was a very good interview conducted in in, in in the right way. No one was trying to trap him into saying anything. It was written up as a transcript. The, the guys did a fantastic job with it. Um, but he must... I would think he's now regretting it, and his people are, because it's actually made the situation worse, I think. No, totally. I mean, he, he didn't have to do it, and he's clearly a very emotional man. We, we've seen that, um, if you remember his reaction to his father, um, who was ill, who, who saw that remarkable uh, game and the tears and the hugging. So he clearly is a person who has values or has, to a certain extent, promoted values to this point. Um, and doing this interview, is it, it, it's very reminiscent of Prince Andrew giving the Emily Makeless interview. Mm. He didn't have to do it. Mm. Um, but clearly he, he wants to, or he, he attempted to try and solve his reputation. Um, because of the commentary that there is surrounding this. Look, make no mistake, you know, clearly the man has done it for the money. And I think if, if, if at the end of the day, you can spin whatever you want to spin, but the audience and the public, the fans and people who know football aren't stupid. And there's got to be an utter truth in what you purport. And the truth is he's probably gone for a king's ransom to play in the Saudi Arabian League, mm. um, and there's no point, point trying to gloss over that. Is to carry on um, and be judged by what he can do when he's playing the game. Um, it, but he, he doesn't have the power he once had. Um, in now that he has declared, 
what has been a bit of a car crash um, PR opportunity. Yeah, Mark, had he come to you and said, look, I'm, I'm taking a lot of heat for this. I've gone to Saudi. I, I said things in the past and I, I represented England in a way that kind of is uh, odds value-wise with me going to a country like Saudi. So uh, what would, if, you, if he come to you and said, what do you think I should do? Shall I, shall I chat to the press? Shall I do an interview? Shall I try and kind of salvage that reputation? Um, I would say no. I would say there is absolutely no value in talking to the press at this current point in, in time. It is very, very bad timing. There is nothing that he can do to endemic. The question is, he made a decision, probably made a commercial decision, that he was going to play in the Saudi League. From that moment on, everything that he said beforehand is over. It is what you do with your current narrative going forward in the situation you find yourself in. And the situation you find yourself in is playing in that league and, and facing all that criticism. That um, Maybe there were massive debates about whether he should play there. I have no, I'm not party to that. I'm not party to the advice he was given. Um, my view is all of these things should have been taken into consideration. And one interview um, with The Athletic um, that is going to be seized on is not a solution for a reputational issue at this moment. It's far too soon. And do you know what? He'll be off the news agenda. Um, and he's put himself on the news agenda. And that is a situation which you have to question the wisdom of doing that to put yourself back into the in, in, in into this argument. But there was a lot of heat. Uh, it dissipated, but he's brought it all the way back. And also his comments on Qatar. Um, he's opened up a can of worms in terms of the way he's obfuscating uh, and trying to gain some sort of attention for the decision he's, he has gone to that country for money. Do you think if he people would have accepted it more if he just said, look, I've gone for the money, I couldn't resist it, it's a short career, I can set up my family forever, that's the reason I've done this? Well, that's clearly the reason he's done it. And I don't think there's any particular um, shame in being honest. Um, and I think people have moved on. The fact that Jordan Henderson stood for lots of things are soon diminished, and it does question the fact whether or not principles are thrown at the door when a huge pay a check comes knocking on the door. But I think we have to be transparent. We have to be honest in public life because people can read it. People are not stupid, mm. and people would probably accept it and would say that a footballing career is limited and um, playing at the top is very limited. M making huge amounts of money in football um, is limited and um, that he is he's chosen to secure the future of his family. Um, and I think that that is a decision he's made and that's what he should actually focus on. But just finally, Mark, going back to something you said about um, about his actions, speaking louder than his words going forward and maybe he should have kept quiet and and just done things that made me think, okay, yeah, he's clearly gone there to try and affect change. But he had a moment quite early on, actually, the point he signed when uh, when they they sh he had a rainbow armband on in a game which they made black and white for that signing picture. And uh, he said uh, at the time he didn't know anything about that until after it had happened. But surely that was a window to have turned around and said on social media, I wasn't happy with that. I'm not going to allow that sort of thing to happen. If you're going to use a photograph with a rainbow armband on, then then it stays on. You know, don't doctor the picture for effect. But he didn't. He said nothing. And he kind of hinted yesterday that he'll look to effect change within the context and the confines of 
of the belief system there, which which is not how being a dissident tends to work, is it? Not not at all. It, it, it says a number of things. He doesn't have the control over his messaging. And you don't, and you don't have the control when you're taking a walloping big paycheck. You, you've given out, you've given away your control as 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 a personality, uh, and therefore you've got to be very careful with the language you use, and you've got to be very careful about the positioning that you choose to make. And I think that um, he probably has not really thought about the implications of signing for that team and going to that league. I think that if they had really sat down, debated this, gone over it with a fine tooth comb and had a strategy to deal with it, then there would have been a series of messages from day one that would have gone out either to, you know, to counter the criticism, accept the criticism and move on. Um, he will be judged, and it's a great shame because, as Henry Winter said in that packet beforehand, he's been a great servant. You, you know, I'm no Liverpool fan, um, but I do have a lot of empathy uh, with him and some of the stands he's actually taken. Mm. But that's part of what you evaluate as a personality, as a brand, when you make a decision as big as this. Sure. You've got to leave that behind. Very and interesting. Yeah. Pregnant. There's no, there's no law in the world that makes you half pregnant. And, and Jordan Henderson is trying to be half pregnant, an impossibility. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, over on the uh, Talksport uh, website, you can check out all of our podcasts, the many podcasts we do. And one of them uh, we bring you is Say It and Spray It, uh, which we do with the good people at Moorwalls, who do some brilliant murals all around the country, do some private work as well, as we've seen. James Madison's new box at Spurs. I was very impressed with that. Oh, really? But but they've immortalised a lot of people in spray paint. We've been chatting to them, as well as Mark Silver, the CEO of Moorwalls. And today it is the former uh, Liverpool defender and Sky Pundit, Jamie Carragher. So good afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon, Jay. Good afternoon, boys. Good afternoon. Yeah. Hi, guys. Lovely to talk to you again. Um, your one's in, in Bootle, Jay, isn't it? Is, is, has it been there for a while? Yeah, I think it's, uh, what was it been now, Michael? 12 months, a bit, bit more. I thought it was a couple of years, but I've lost track of days and times, to be honest with you. It all blurs into one. I think it's, Probably a couple of years now, Jay. Oh, a couple of years then, yeah. So six months out. That World Cup still throws me in the middle of the season, so I'm all out with my times and dates with the seasons. But uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's where I grew up uh, as a kid. So mine's uh, mine's not at Anfield. That was where I uh, I learned how to uh, kick a ball about. And uh, yeah, so we uh, we went for it there. And the uh, Mark and his team done a brilliant job as they have done all over the country. It's fabulous. It is a mix. It's got some Everton input, hasn't it, on the whole thing. Well, it had to, with it not being by Anfield, there's no way the area I grew up in could have a mural uh, of me with just Liverpool because it was a, a huge uh, Evertonian hotbed. You know, all the kids growing up, uh, all the big families around there with Blues, and we were one of them as, uh, as our family. But uh, I had to go in a different direction uh, for obvious reasons. And uh, yeah, so we decided to, uh, on uh, both clubs, with uh, me as a, you know, a young kid and the Everton kit, and also a little part of it was to, uh, you know, a nod towards the uh, the ninety seven, which you know Evan had played as big a part as, uh, you know, Liverpool and the city with, with the help and, and support they've given to, uh, you know, families over the years. It's a picture of you as a kid in your Everton kit that you were wearing. So I was I was just wondering whether um, who were your heroes? Who were the players that that you loved at Everton at that time when you were growing up? 
oh, very easy. That would have been uh, Neville Southall, uh, Peter Reid in midfield, mm. Andy Gray, Graham Sharp up front, uh, Sheedy, Trevor Stephen. You know that team I stopped Spurs winning the league in '85. Yeah, I'm trying to blank <laughs> yeah. it out. That, that, that was a sensational team, though, wasn't it? I got to see. I had a mate who was an Evertonian. I went up a few times around that period and watched him play, and they had such a good side. Yeah, they did. Listen, I, 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 I class myself as very lucky. I was an Everton fan that saw the, the greatest ever team that uh, you know played for the club, and then you know went on to play for uh, obviously the biggest rivals across the park and enjoyed that. But uh, but no, that uh, you know that season is you know it's that's the season when you, you speak to Evertonians if if they can if they're fortunate enough like me to remember those two numbers eighty four eighty five everybody knows what the uh, what you mean by that and it was all on that big game away at Spurs wasn't it I'm not sure were you there Paul uh, yeah totally I was that was decided yeah. Yeah, I've been there for all those uh, for those nights when we didn't quite do it. I've obviously also was in Madrid, but we won't talk about that either. So uh... <laughs> talking about the old days, I was watching a bit of uh, just caught a bit of Gary Neville's soccer box with Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank last night. Gave you a bit of stick for a couple of goals Jimmy got against Liverpool for Chelsea. I do. I, you know what? I, I didn't see that, but I, I know exactly what game that will be. That will be we got beat four 0 at Stamford Bridge. And would you believe the Chelsea goalkeeper got man of the match? So that that can tell you what type of game it was. Uh, but no, that was that was a that was a good Chelsea side. That I remember Hasselbank and Good Johnson. I thought yeah, that was a brilliant. Great, yeah. Give me a, give me plenty of problems, yeah, especially on that night. So thanks for reminding. <laughs> That's right. Thanks for reminding me we haven't got any strikers now. <laughs> it's fine. Any opportunity for Gary Neville to have a dig at you, right, Jamie? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's the job of both of us, vice versa, so you've got to take it on the chin. It's a two You've got plenty it? more in the pot, I think. Plenty more in the pot yeah. than he's got. Yeah. The um it must be a real buzz though when you drive past it. I mean, I'm wondering yeah. if you ever find yourself forgetting you've got something else in your mind, you're driving back sort of around that part of Merseyside and then suddenly blimey, it's me. Look at the size of that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, listen, like, I'm there most days. That's that's where I grew up. I've moved just out of the area, but it's actually uh, about 20 yards from my mother-in-law's house, so mm. she's the one who has to see it every <laughs> but, uh But, I mean, that's where most of my family, you know, are from, and my wife's family, so we, uh, we're there quite a lot anyway, so we're there, yeah, we do catch the odd little glimpse. Yeah. So, um, uh, we've got, what have we made of the start so far for Liverpool? I mean, there's, there's good signs, isn't there? Quite about promising, start, I think. Yeah. Things starting to click a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think when you saw the fixture list and you saw Liverpool's first four fixtures, you thought, you know, we're all the same, aren't we? We all think, what would we take from them and get to that first international break? And you think, well, if you had maybe, you know, eight points or, you know, seven wouldn't be the end of the world, a couple of wins and a draw and... You know, you might lose one of them. You're playing Newcastle away, Chelsea away, but to come out with ten points and you know think of the actual football they played, sitting against Aston Villa, who had some good performances, and also how they won at Newcastle, it feels like a really you know brilliant start for Liverpool. And I think it's just give everyone that their energy back and buzz because last season was so tough, but we all we all know that we've had it so good for so long. But you just want to get back to winning most weeks and just get that feeling and you know that. You're on the way somewhere. And it does feel like almost the start of a new team or clock to you know Liverpool fans are calling it almost you know that that team sort of finished last season and a uh, few new players in and on probably over the next twelve months you'll, you'll see almost a completely different team and, and hopefully uh, Liverpool can have similar success that they've had over the last few years. Yeah. 
And look, I think, look, you just start to see, whether it happens now, which seems very unlikely, or next summer or whenever, people start to contemplate life without Mo. I've been there with, with Harry Kane, and you have to. You, you hope they stay, but ultimately you know they're going to go. Spurs are doing better, aren't they? Well, I mean, well, that's too early to say, too early to say that. Yeah, we didn't need him. He was holding us back. But um, but it's, it's interesting, Jay, isn't it, that around Sally, you still do start to imagine a life without him, how things might work out. Oh, of course, because, you know, before you know what his contract will be up, you know, it's, it's, it's less than two years now the season started and he will be, you know, able to go on a free. I think I think the, thing, the feeling amongst most Liverpool supporters is that we've maybe gone for one more season and that rather than let him go now at the start of a new season with no chance of actually bringing someone in right away and the fact Liverpool have started well gives you hope that, you know, there's a really good chance they make the top four. Could they really challenge City like they have done in the past? That's you know still a big, bigger uh, question mark. But I think for all parties, mm-hmm. it almost feels right next summer where Liverpool, you'd think, would still get a substantial transfer fee. Liverpool would have Salah this season and give them a great opportunity for uh, success. And then Liverpool have 12 months to think of maybe someone, if there's anybody out there who could possibly replace them. But I always think it's difficult to re- replace players of that quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what you've got to try and do is almost think, well, how can we improve, not just in that position, but can that those funds improve us in different areas as well? So Liverpool have still got areas they can improve on, but I, I think it'd be very difficult to get another most salary right away. But, you know, great players come, great players go, you know, and the, uh, you know, you've got to win uh, one. Sure. Someone like Osserman for 150 million from Napoli. That'd be quite handy, wouldn't it? Yeah, that sounds like a good That's bit of business. Yeah. Or uh, Evan Evan Ferguson, he is, he is some oh, he, look, he looks the part, doesn't wow. he? Yeah, yeah. Mm. the look of him. Just amazing. I mean, there's a story today I was saying to Andy earlier on that uh, the story suggesting City think he could play a song alongside Harlem, but that's just not fair, is yeah, it? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> no, that's, that, that's the cheat code, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've had a question come in from Stuart in Wigan. Could you ask Jamie about his lad, James? Um, I know he's just signed a new deal and uh, he's very excited about seeing him play. So he'll be playing alongside Charlie Hughes, who is destined to be an England centre-back and in the Premier League very soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, both young lads and they've, you know, they've done great, both in the same position. Charlie's uh, played a lot last towards the end of last season. He's done fantastically well. I think Charlie was the same as James in that they were both at Liverpool and, and had to move on. And he uh, went to Wigan, which is, you know, a great place and, and a great catchment area, really, for young footballers who don't maybe make the, or make the grade or get released from academies at Everton and Liverpool and the two Manchester clubs. So they, they always do really well at youth level. But James went on loan to... Uh, Oldham in the conference last year. So he was playing in the conference last year at 19, doing really well and got a bit of an injury. He's had to have the operation in December. So we're, we're not far away from getting back into the train and hopefully get back playing uh, at Wigan or maybe go on loan again at some stage. But the dream would be for uh, the two of them to play together. That'd be fantastic for the two local lads or two, not local lads, but two lads who've come through uh, the academy. But uh, yeah, fingers crossed and uh, yeah, hope it goes well for the two of them. Good stuff. Well, look, uh, lovely to talk to you, Jamie. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully catch. I occasionally see you in the bowels of uh, of the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium when you're running down to do your stuff after your commentaries. So uh, yeah, you're always leaving early. Well, uh, do you know what? That day I was I was actually I was actually going to the loo. I did wonder if you thought I was clearing off, but it was under Conte. I won't be leaving that early anymore. Yeah, enjoy. <laughs> Oh, yeah. thanks for having me on, boys, and yeah. uh, thanks again to Mark for the podcast and the uh, and the uh, the spray paints and the, uh, the full works. Thanks a lot. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We've cleared up the Brennan Johnson's period at Dunkirk. Oh, yeah. Brennan Johnson was at Dunkirk. They're going to say he's at Agincourt next. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, thank you, Gav, the Spurs fan from Nottingham. Uh, chaps, yeah. Dunkirk is an area in Nottingham. Brennan used to play for Dunkirk FC as a kid. Uh, so oh, thank you very much, you. Gav. That's uh, good for clearing that one up. He wasn't. He didn't have a little quick jaunt in France. That would have seemed a bit weird, mm. wouldn't it, really? Anything else you want to discuss, Andy? Well, no, I was looking at... We've got a lovely heat wave, which everybody would have seen, of course. And Not experience. a lovely heat wave, is it? Well, it's a nice, you it's like lovely it? you weather. Think it's, do, do, do you think it's bit, too hot? I thought it was lovely yesterday. I like it when it's warm in the middle of September. Mm, I don't mind. I quite like it. But anyway, they, they were talking about the fact that it's hotter than usual everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Crack as if it's a competition. Yeah. But I noticed the Met Office chief meteorologist is Neil Armstrong. Wow. One small cloud burst for man, one yeah. giant rainstorm for mankind. That's his catchphrase. That's kind of a name to be. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really, it's. <laughs> Why would you do that, Mr. Well, and Mrs. Name. Armstrong? Well, no, I know it's his name, but I mean, I take <laughs> it. say like the name Neil. I don't know how old he is. I doubt if he predates Neil Armstrong. He'd be about 103, it, yeah. wouldn't he? So no. someone out, Mr. and Mrs. Armstrong, at one point thought, "Yeah, what about Neil? Let's name him after the first man on the uh, on the moon." That won't saddle him with one small <laughs> no, step for gags for the rest of his no, life. That's why it's like when he's drunk, old Neil. I'm mm. not saying, it. I mean, if he ever does get drunk, well, I not, doubt it, really. One small Just stumble keep... for Neil. <laughs> one giant leap into the gutter. Yeah. Um, he must get a lot of that. Yeah, it? I imagine his, his whole life is like that. <laughs> for really. sake. Houston, we have a problem. Well, that wasn't Apollo. That doesn't really matter anyway. <laughs> it, was really. All, it was all Apollo, <laughs> not split hairs. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, now it's time for the clips of the month. Oh, okay. So uh, it, it works like this. We'll have it's all uh, conducted on Twitter. We're not 
given it its new name, My Player's Game. It's on Twitter, <laughs> and uh, you can go along there and vote for your favourites. We'll have two semi-finals uh, mm-hmm. for you, and uh, you can vote for your favourites, and then we'll have a final and play you the winner just before Andy and uh, Darren come on at forward drive. Six clips then from August, and we kick off with Dean Saunders discussing Manchester United. Shaw, Varane, yeah. Martinez, and yeah. who, who they played, wan or Dalot right back? Mm, yeah. I mean, you know, it's a decent they've got molasses as well. They've got molasses. You're not going to get stuck in there, aren't you, really? You're not going to get any quicker with molasses. Not good. This is Jamie O'Hara with an interesting core topic for the listeners. I want to know your most forgotten player that you've had at your football club. The player that you don't even remember being there, but has played in some top teams. Uh, Jamie is Paul, the Spurs fan here. Great show. Uh, I can't remember... Um, <laughs> Anybody. Uh, <laughs> That's my one. I suppose by definition, really, it's yeah. a difficult call topic, isn't it? Uh, players I can't remember, yeah, it would definitely be... Um... Anyway, here's Rupert Bell with a carry-on talk sport moment from the Open. Another local lad, Matthew Jordan, he'll be very satisfied as he tucks into his lunch after a 69. What's next, Andy? <laughs> it's Alan Brazil and Gabby Agbon Lahore now on breakfast. And here they are crossing to Australia to discuss the Women's World Cup. Talks World's Lionesses correspondent Courtney Sweetman Kirk. Uh, Courtney, a very, very good day. Good morning, Courtney. Good evening, Courtney. Yeah, good afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no idea what time it is. Uh, Courtney does, obviously, she's there. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this uh, Stand With Breakfast is Big Al previewing a wrestling event. Several top stars, including E A uh, sorry A E W <laughs> Women's World Champion uh, Jamie Hater, Nigel McGuinness, Pat uh, Anthony, um, what's it? Ogongo, Ogogo. Yeah, that's the one. I do the one that gets me. Nigel McGuinness, Pat. Now, the point we made at the time was that of all the great wrestling names, you know, The Rock, The Undertaker, Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> not a great wrestler's name, is it? Not Big really. Daddy, Nigel McGuinness. <laughs> giant haystacks, Nigel McGuinness, uh, and Pat. He just says, "Who's Pat?" We think it was Pat Butcher, don't we? Yeah, we do. And, oh, not the earrings, but not the earrings. She says Pat Roach, but oh, I know, but Anthony Agogo, Anthony, Anthony, everyone knows Anthony, Anthony Agongo, fantastic, good old. Yeah. But of course, if he can go back into the clips, if he can get hold of the system, as we <laughs> yeah, think he might, perfect. he can correct all of those. <laughs> he'll give Pat surname, <laughs> and he'll get <laughs> Anthony. Yeah, yes, I'm fine. Good afternoon, Courtney. If you know yeah, good afternoon, Courtney. <laughs> I know all the time. Yeah, correct them all. <laughs> and finally, this is midweek king of. Overnights, Paul Ross, who we're guessing isn't the biggest cricket fan. James Anderson on today's date in 2020, rather fine cricketer, at the age of, I think, 38 he was then, became the first fast bowler to take 600 test wickets. Three spin bowlers that had done it as well, have done it. Shane Warne, Anil Kumble, and I better get this surname right, it's uh, Mutia Muratharal. Tharan. There we go. I think he must be Sri Lankan. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, must be. Yeah, yeah, thank you for that. I like Apple Crumble. He sounds like a good cricketer. <laughs> there he was. There we are. So is it to Dean Saunders, molasses at Manchester United? Is it Jamie O'Hara asking for players you can't remember? Is it uh, carry on Rupert Bell? Is it uh, what time of day is it in Australia for uh, Big Alan and Gabby? Uh, is it uh, Nigel Guinness, Pat and Anthony Agongo with Alan at the wrestling? 
or is it uh, Anil Kumble? And I'm not even going to attempt Paul's pronunciation of Murali. So, which one do you like best? There's going to be two semi finals, as we said, at TSHNJ, TSHANDJ. Just go along there. And uh, that's on Twitter, and you can vote for your favourite in the two semi-finals that will be going up shortly, and then we'll uh, have your finalists by half past three, and then the winner played just before four. Go and check that out, and vote for your clip of the month. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Let's get the winner of the clips of the month. It was Rupert Bell, of course. Carry on. Really? Rupert Bell at the Open. Wow. Another local lad, Matthew Jordan, he'll be very satisfied as he tucks into his lunch after a 69. You lot, we knew you'd vote for that. Yeah, it got 73% of the vote. He's poor. Really? Disgraced a lot of you. (laughs) So there we are, that was the winner. And even Rupert, uh, he said he's great. The innocence of the golf reporter, he says, (laughs) to winning the clips of the month. (laughs) That can happen. Well, well done. We'll send you a trophy. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded today. I'm back with Charlie tomorrow. We'll have a uh, birthday spread. Birthday spread. The great Ricky Hatton will join us. I've uh, watched his documentary on Sky. It's sensational. If you get a chance, such a great watch. Very powerful stuff. And Ricky will be a chat about that and more with us tomorrow. Andy back on Friday. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.